Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor. Uh, thank you for listening on your favorite podcast app, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean. Uh, you can find us basically anywhere you that you find podcasts. And also all of our episodes post on our Five Reasons Sports YouTube channel. So make sure you subscribe there. Um, before we dive into uh, the, the action tonight and get any further, I, I want to call out one of the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that's Everything Trade Shows. Does your company go to trade shows? Do you need a trade show exhibit? Um, but maybe need help to kind of get going again. You know, everybody's kind of getting back to work. You see all these hybrid schedules. Maybe your marketing team isn't fully back in the office yet. So you have kind of uh, that stuff to work through where this is a one-stop shop. That's everything trade shows. Uh, they are back. Um, uh, and there are offering right now a uh, full booth build, design, logistics, graphics, furniture, flooring, even tips on how to get you noticed. Um, they will be able to evaluate your situation, tell you if it's better for you to be renting or buying. Uh, they're based right in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, they service all 50 states. So uh, call them there uh, to schedule a free consultation. If you mention five reasons, you'll get a free booth rendering. So, so they'll show you exactly what your booth will look like at the trade show. Uh, so give them a call at 954-791-8882. That's 954-791-8882. And that's everythingtradeshows.com, your one-stop shop for all of your trade show needs. And now, the next episode of Five on the Floor. Down to Biscay. Yeah. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs, where here's the thing, you can check the score, hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs, just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all, kept the floor playing, got an all band, y'all seen the block, stop the one hand, and pack with trust, it's power, have the guts, we're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, we're back on Five on the Floor. This is Greg Sylvander, no Ethan Skolnick, uh, with me uh, live from the FTX Arena. I'm starting to get used to saying that as Alex Toledo, uh, Toledo, however I'm supposed to say that, and uh, Brady Hawk is... Uh, uh, perusing the media room, getting quotes from from others, but we are we are here in the midst of a pretty darn exciting game that um, didn't look like it maybe was going to go that way, right, Alex? Like towards the end there, um, but it ended up with a Heat victory, one eighteen, one fifteen over the Utah Jazz. This was probably I said it pregame um, their toughest test to date in terms of just a team that uh, you know when you looked at the metrics measured up to Miami in a lot of ways. Um, so I, I guess, you know, just instant game reaction, the, you know, the end of that game, Utah made a feverish run to get back into it. It was scary. I think oh, there was a little bit of dirty pants in the air on heat Twitter. I'll say that much, but, but they pulled it out, uh, from someone who was there uh, and saw the action live, Alex, give me your key takeaways right off the bat. I guess my key takeaway for this one is something that we've talked about in other shows, but kind of to a different extent I feel like just in the way that what you were talking about there they were able to hold off that jazz run that really seemed like okay this might be a real comeback and obviously it went down to the last second there but although things weren't going you know too well there towards the end when the jazz were coming back the heat kind of held it off and were pretty much composed throughout there right like there was never times where they were hurrying up stuff there wasn't a lot of dumb turnovers like there was in the two losses versus the Celtics and the Pacers right and uh, I just feel like although this was a game where the Jazz took, you know, 
so many more threes. I feel like that's kind of the biggest stat with this game is the fact that the Jazz got 45 threes and the Heat only took 21, even though the Heat have been up there as far as uh, three-point attempts. So I think that's really interesting as far as, you know, a Heat defense that allows a whole lot of threes was able to survive because the Jazz for the past couple of seasons have been absolutely lethal from three. And they've kind of been mixing up a little bit more this season, but they went right back to those uh, habits of theirs where they kind of live and die by a three a little bit, especially with the Heat's defense that encourages a lot of threes. And they were able to withstand it. And then in the fourth quarter, I just think being able to come out and actually win this game, you know, Jimmy ma- making composed plays. I think Tyler looked pretty good. I just think in general, uh, all four, I think of their four best players, all look good tonight. That's what you want to see. And just the fact that they picked it up after that terrible, awful, brutal loss to the Boston Celtics the other night, just, to come back and really have control of this game over the Utah Jazz for most of the game and then withstand the late comeback where it felt like they just couldn't miss and they were getting everything they wanted. I think it's just a great it's a great sign of, of what's to come that they could actually still do stuff in the clutch. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I mean, for Utah to only turn the ball over six times, so you're not really converting into offense that way. You know what I mean? Like Utah took care of the basketball. And then to shoot 45 threes just by virtue of getting that many up, the metrics tell you that you might outscore the other team. Like that's just insane. 45 to 21 disparity is incredible. Um, But, you know, the Heat still out-rebounded Utah. I thought that that was going to be an interesting thing. These are two teams that were very equally matched that way, at least when you looked at the numbers heading into the game. So I like that Miami held held their own there. And um, and I think you're right. Like there's something and we're going to talk a little bit more about it, I think, later on in this episode about what it means to be able to withstand when a team comes in and makes a run late and things don't go your way and you're still able to squeak out a victory and also to come back from a from a demoralizing, disgusting game against Boston because those stinkers happen like to uh, to rebound from that. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, but before we do, I want to tell you about our next sponsor, and that is uh, BetUS. So BetUS.com, um, betting season is in full force, guys. Football, basketball, hockey, uh, all of it has been rolling in some way, shape, or form. Now we're really honed in on football and basketball, uh, but you need a sports book with integrity and longevity. So it's BetUS. BetUS has been pioneers in the sports book industry for almost three decades, thriving and paying their local customer base. That's BETUS.com. And they have loads of bonuses. I mean, you can receive 125%. Sign up bonus by using the code five. That's F I V E. So that's a bonus right off the bat. But then for you, once you're there and you're playing, they have re up bonuses, referral bonuses. So BetUS is known for America's uh, favorite sports book for way more than just five reasons. But use the code five when you go there and play. That's F I V E for all your games, props, futures, all the different bets imaginable are there. So uh, check them out. They have a great mobile platform. That's BetUS. Uh, you can find them online and check them out. And don't forget to use the promo code five. So Alex, as we dive back into this, like this is where I wanted to go initially after we got through our key takeaways, because this was a fun game in Utah and Miami are always fun in Miami. I don't know what's up with that. Like the games in Utah, I forget often, but the ones in Miami, I can probably think of four of them off the top of my head, a Wade game winner, the Millsap game. Like they I was just, there for both of those. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's right. I think we've talked about that before, how like you have been a part of all of these, right? But like, so, so to get through this game and when you look at the box score and I'm not a box score watcher, shout out to the homie. Um, 
you got to give flowers to the big four. And I think we should start calling them the big four because like Kyle Lowry, his 19 triple double of his career, his first in Miami, and he's done doing it this early in the season, had the rebounds before he got the assist, looked awesome, uh, directing traffic. I mean, if he's, if he's any sign of hurt, I don't see it. Tyler off the bench looked great. Jimmy is just an absolute stabilizing factor. And Bam quietly still did what, you know, what Bam, di- what, what Bam tends to do. So like, I guess I want to go here with you. Um, talk, talk a little bit about like what you think uh, you saw from them tonight specifically, but also just in, in terms of like these four guys continuously are so consistent and what that means for this team. Cause I just don't know that we necessarily thought that this team to start the year could even like with a straight face, say big four. It's true. Like, I don't, I, I think that would have been, kind of crazy to say before the season even though we're all pretty high on Tyler on, on this pod in general just compared to everybody else and look it, it's just what it is at this point right like you can quibble with it but really Tyler Hill has become the fourth best player for the Heat we all know how impactful and valuable Duncan is to what they do but Tyler has obviously taken a step he's just doing it all, night after night almost at this point and look he had another great night tonight 11 of 18 he really blew up from three which is something that maybe we don't see as much for him just because how much he loves to, you know, uh, take it in the mid range, which by the way, the heat got plenty of those tonight against the, the Jazz's deep drop with Whiteside and Gobert. But that's really what it was for me when it comes to the scoring of all four of them is just that the, my favorite thing about it is the pull up threes because, uh, and I think it was Gad Gadiel who, who tweeted that out today. Um, the pull-up three stats for Tyler and Kyle Lowry and how they could be better. And that's something that we were kind of expecting coming into the season. And they both killed it tonight as pull-up shooters and just taking the shots that were there for them. You know, we got three of five from three from Kyle, six of eight from three from Tyler. And I think that's really what it was about because like we mentioned before, even though the Jazz got up way more threes, he were just hitting at a really efficient clip. So that was great to kind of withstand that difference there. And you talk about, uh, again, to speak to what I was talking about in the first segment, a game where you don't destroy them when it comes to free throw attempts, a game where you get way more turnovers than the other team. You're not destroying them in rebounds, even though you out-rebounded them, right? For them to – all those things to happen and to still pull it out, I think is really encouraging, especially when you talk about in, uh, in the half court, uh, per cleaning the glass – the Jazz half-court uh, offensive rating was 122, and the Heat was 109. So that's a pretty wow. staggering difference in, in, you know, what the teams were able to create, and especially when you talk about in the clutch that the Heat were able to pull it out despite that difference in half-court creation. Like, I just think there's a lot of really good signs here for the Heat that are more sustainable than just, okay, Tyler and Kyle are hot. It's like, no, they have a lot of creators, a lot of weapons out there, and this is just a night where they were really able to make it work. And... You know, no crazy Celtic switching like there was that other night. I think they're just a lot more comfortable, Lowry and Tyler are, versus that drop. Like, they have drop killers now, and they didn't last season. That, that That's a really great point that I didn't think about, like how much more comfortable that is and how it can translate. And with Tyler, you saw how much more comfortable offensively he was. Um, there's a couple key takeaways from this that I think are worth mentioning. One is that the Heat shot um, 11 of 21 from three, so they were 52%, and no human on planet Earth is happier that it took place than Duncan Robinson because he quietly can fly under the radar with the one of five night and uh, escape unscathed to some degree because the Heat still shot so well from three, so they kind of survived another Duncan night where he was off, and uh, and I don't really know where to go with that. That's starting to get weirder and weirder um, just from a shooting perspective. I'm not talking about everything else, but Tyler, yeah, you're right. I mean, he's he's uh, p- 
playing really strong. I thought um, particularly in comparison to the way Clarkson played and Clarkson is so up and down. Tyler hero has been just um, much more consistent. Uh, and then, you know, like let's, let's just not discount, I guess what Jimmy is doing 11 of 15, the efficiency there, the, uh, the ability to um, just, over time and time again, he did the Elijah one move on, on Hassan. Thank you, Jimmy, for doing that. Um, like all of these things we're seeing from Jimmy, it was another MVP like night in that he like quietly gets to 27. And like, to me, that's the kind of stuff that you need from this, from a statistical perspective to get to the numbers, to be in an MVP conversation. So I'd love to see that from him. Um, like from your perspective, tell me about Bam a little bit. Cause I think that's a guy that nobody's talking about tonight. What did you see from him specifically? Cause he got his assist up. Yeah. I, I think this is a game for Bam that was a little bit more well-rounded than we've seen from him. Uh, particularly. This show is sponsored by better help. What's the first thing you do. If you had an extra hour in your day, go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami heat game. I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Miami Heat. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, you are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This season, just because like we talked about before, his his numbers have kind of uh, balanced out to kind of uh, one of a more traditional big man, when you just look at his season averages, it, it kind of been hovering around 20 points, 13 rebounds or whatever it's been and a lot less assists than last season. 
And like you said, uh, he had a couple more of those tonight. I just think for him, it's more about game by game, just monitoring how he takes on the, you know, the quote unquote scoring, op, uh, the scoring responsibility, the aggression stuff that everybody's always talking about, but just specifically the way that he does it. Right. Cause it's like, we know that he's, he likes to take that jumper in the mid range. Sometimes he'll take it even when a big is sagged all over him or when, I mean, I'm sorry, when the big is all over him versus when a guy is just sagging off of him. And I, I like watching Bam just kind of figure out stuff in real time where it's like, okay, this is when I'm going to take the mid range. This is when I'm going to drive by a guy. I would like to see some more of those drives, but I just think this is a, such a, good game from Bam efficiency wise, like just doing his job, being there on both ends, not making a lot of mistakes. And I just think it's a way better game than what he showed versus Boston, where they just gave him a lot of trouble. And really there is nothing bad I can say about Bam from this game other than the stuff that, that I'm picking at. It's just, I think the one thing we can almost always say is we always want to see Bam take more shots, right? I think that was one of my bigger problems with him last game. I, I know I didn't get to speak on, on, on five on the floor about this, but just, I don't have the, the numbers up. I just remember that he took a lot less shots and he just seemed kind of out of it during that game. So it was glad, I was glad to see him do it versus Gobert this game. So I haven't had a chance to ask you this directly because the Duncan stuff, um, there's been loud noises. Ethan has kind of addressed it because he thinks that everyone's overreacting. And I agree, to some, to, I agree wholeheartedly, frankly. But um, I will say, like, as I start to watch him game over game, um, there's something weird there. And I don't know exactly what it is. And so like just from a sheer basketball perspective, because I'm un unable to necessarily articulate this from an X's and O's standpoint, um, what the hell is going on with him? Like he, all his shots are coming from three. So he's like not mixing it up at all. And I'm just, I don't know, like that means that they're not running him off the line enough because he's still getting up only three point attempts. So I'm just like wondering, is he like, is he just um, in a place where until he gets the three-point shot right, he's not going to look to do anything else until that starts to fall? Or is it just his positioning on the court? Like, from, from what you've watched, what do you think is, like, part of this shooting slump beyond just the mental part of it? Well, yeah, the mental part is definitely a huge part of it. And stuff we talked about is just the obvious when it comes to shooters, right? Like, there's always going to be slumps. And that was another thing that was sweeted out, I, I think, also by Gad. So double shout out to him on this pod. But just in general, uh, as far as um, Duncan's three-point shooting, he's had these slumps before in the past. I think the biggest reason to point to uh, when it comes to this season is just the change in the role, whereas um, he was just taking – he had so many more, I feel like, opportunities last season because they were spamming that dribble handoff. Uh, I think the number went from like eight to four. So it's kind of got cut in half. I think that was uh, tweeted out or in the article that, that Cooper Moorhead had. Um, so I just think in general, he's going to have to, I, I, I think he has to be efficient on less shots, even though he got a whole lot of them last game versus the Celtics. It's a different role for him. They're not relying on him to come off uh, pin downs and screens and handoffs the whole game. I would like to see him be used as a decoy more. We still know what he does for the for those guys. He, he gives them space to work with. Uh, I don't know what else to say other than that, though, because I do think the role change has something to do with it. People might point out, the, you know, the change from Spalding to Wilson or whatever. I, I think Duncan has downplayed it. And just the fact that shooters slump all the time, I'm expecting him to turn it around. Obviously, I'm going to be concerned if it just, if it just keeps going on. But the fact of the matter is that after every two or three games where he looks like this, he, he has one game where he goes crazy. And we, we just saw that happen, was it last week? Uh, so 
I'm expecting Duncan to turn around, but he cannot keep up at the way he's been going so far because they, they need him to be a sniper from three. And right now, what, what is he shooting from three? 33% from the season? Like, that's just not going to get it done. Yeah, and then when you add one to five on it, I don't know if that's going to dip that percentage even further, but you're right. And I, I've tried to be the... I don't want to say the voice of reason because that starts to like I get a little overboard with always wanting to be the voice of reason because uh, he's doing other things. And, and I felt good about a lot of other aspects of his game. But then there's just starts to become what I feel like is an elephant in the room there. And I, I, I don't know how they're going to navigate that other than just continuing to let him play and continuing to shoot. And like I said, tonight, he, he gets, uh, you know, kind of shielded by a 52% three point shooting night by the rest of the crew. Uh, but, but that's just something as we go out on the West coast trip and you watch this team, usually that's when groups start to come together um, even more. And I'm just, I think it's going to be super fascinating to watch Duncan on this trip. Hopefully he breaks out of that slump. Uh, so we got somebody else that we got to give flowers to for tonight's game um, because I thought he was super clutch and it may not show up in the box score hundred percent, but I want to talk about him um, and give him a full segment truthfully. Cause I don't know that we've even given his due to segment so far on five on the floor to start the season. But before we do that, I want to tell you about one more of our great sponsors at five on the floor and the five reasons sports network. Uh, and that's when I use myself and that's therapist preferred. So they're a CBD company founded in 2019 uh, physical therapist uh, came uh, together with some other folks to maxim um, to work together to provide products that maximize performance recovery for active people. Uh, all of their products, the, C the CBD products are hundred percent THC free. They're third party lab verified. Uh, so um, nothing that you would need to worry about uh, that gets you inebriated in any way. Uh, all products are made in the USA with cutting edge technology, organically grown hemp, um, really great stuff. Uh, some of the most popular products, the CBD sports cream, I've heard great things about the strawberry lemonade gummies, green apple gummies, both of them are great. If you go there to therapistpreferred.com right now and use the code 5RSN, you'll get 25% off your order plus free shipping on order on all orders right now. That's a really great deal. Sometimes you even get little samples of some of the other stuff too. So you can try things that you haven't yet. So go to therapistpreferred.com. You can also add them on social media at therapist preferred as well. Uh, that is a really great spot. And there is even a sports recovery bundle um, that you can enter to win a giveaway uh, on their site um, with five reasons sports network. You can win a free sports recovery bundle valued at $145 enter at the website. So for the last segment, we're going to talk about a two way dude who is showing up in big ways. And I think with Max Struess out, to have a guy that has the ability to step in and just have nights like this, like you're going to need him when you get through the season, Alex talk a little bit about it's funny. I, I, um, I tweeted something and I said, Cody Martin, and I got just absolutely annihilated because it's Caleb. It's Caleb. It's Caleb. Caleb played well tonight, four of six. He showed up. Uh, what did you see that you liked? Caleb said, remember the name. Like it was crazy that he was really out there and closing. I think that was huge. And when I noticed that he was out there for those closing minutes against a team that has been pretty much the only team that's paralleled the heat when it comes to overall dominance in this early season, it was really that, that stood out to me a lot because I, I don't think that's something Spo has done a lot, you know, where he goes to the um, end of the bench to throw in the closer, especially somebody who's only in the rotation because Max Schroes is out. 
So that tells you a lot about how Spo felt about Caleb's performance tonight. Like you said, he got, you know, he went out there and went four of six. That's that's obviously great. He hit that one uh, kind of face up uh, three in the fourth quarter, which is making clutch plays. I'd love the way he defends, right? Like he's always moving around, always getting up into people when if they're the ball handler. And I, I love his lateral agility where he's just always moving around there, making stuff happen. He had that block on, was it, was it Whiteside? Another guy who I was really surprised yeah. was closing. Uh, but that was weird, right? Gobert yeah. wasn't in. What was up with that? That was really weird. He didn't come in until I think the last possession. Uh, so that was, and he only had one foul, so it wasn't it's like a foul some Vogel thing. Hibbert stuff, like keeping. I don't know. That's weird. You think Whiteside's protecting the paint? I'm getting off topic, but yeah, we I had would, to do that just so, so that Feetin's not say. here. We're we're veering off topic at least once. Um, yeah, but no, back to uh to Caleb Martin, like, I just think I thought he was an athletic scoring player. And I think I underrated his defense. I think he's averaging a steal a game in 12 minutes. Like that, that's to me, like that's, that, that's quick. I mean, like he's got quick reflexes and instincts in that way that I didn't expect. And maybe it's more the athleticism. Um, I, I'm intrigued by him as a player that can play his 50 games and hopefully maybe can, can be converted because I think that he can help them throughout the, the rest of the season. So um, I just wanted to give him a, a major shout out because I thought he was a vital piece tonight, particularly with Duncan not shooting well for him to come in and just kind of inject life into the offense before Tyler got really going. And then it didn't really matter who else was, was cooking by that point. Uh, well, Alex, any final thoughts before we wrap from the arena and, um, and put a bow on this one? I think the Celtics game really scared a lot of us when it comes to just heat watchers and observers. You know, a lot of us have been talking about how they're going to play against switches in the future and teams that just have a lot of great defensive personnel like the Celtics. I just think that game in general was kind of spooked some people, right? Just the way they lost. It's like, wow, it was kind of reminiscent of last season where, you know, it was a lot of that uh, left to right, east to west action. Not a lot of people going down to the rim and, I don't know. I, I think it reminded people a lot of last season. It, it was great that this game, they were able to turn it around. I want to see more. You know, it's obvious to say I want to see more of what we saw from this game, right? You want to see the four guys um, just go off over and over. I just think it's going to be interesting monitoring how often they can put together these types of performances because the, the more people they have, you know, at around 15, 17 or above, it's like that's kind of a better sign, I feel, for the offense. Usually it's I think four people who are there, sometimes five. I think the more people who are scoring that much, I, I, it's that's the better indicator that things are going great because I'm just really interested to see the way that their half-court offense goes up and down because I think that was kind of the big question going into the season, how well would they be able to score. They've obviously been a lot better than we thought. They've been hovering in that top five, top four the whole time so far in this early regular season for the most part. So – um, that's kind of what has me still really optimistic about this team. They just beat this Jazz team that has been dominating so far. And like I said earlier, had control for most of the game. So I still think this Heat team is way ahead of schedule and way ahead of where at least I thought personally they would be heading into the season. So tonight was exactly the type of result you would want to see if you really do believe that this team can get to the finals. It's like, okay, a resounding win, um, you know, hold off runs and against a really damn good team. Now you, you nailed it. That's, that's all the, the key points. Shout out to Kyle Lowry for a triple double in heat uniform. There was a day where just uh, as, as we close here, there was a day where like 
a Heat player getting a triple double was like something that had never happened. Like as I look back on it, like it may have been like Billy Owens who had the first triple double in Heat history. Some some listener out Ooh. there, come come to me on Twitter and tell me who had the first triple double. Oh, it was Sherman Douglas. That's who it was. Sorry guys, I already got the answer that quickly off the top of the dome. Anyway, let's hope the Heat shoot sixty percent from the field out on the West Coast. You are going to hear from the full crew uh, as we get you ready for the West Coast trip. So uh, look for our programming everywhere. You know you can find it. Thank you. Uh, uh, again, you can follow me at Greg Sylvander on Twitter. You can follow Alex at Tropical Blanket on Twitter. And thank you. Good night. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.